0: Welcome to Marketing with Confidence. I'm your host, Mary Ann We're going to be talking all things digital and online marketing for business owners and marketing professionals. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by your digital marketing, be sure to listen along and you'll hear tips, interviews and more that will give you the confidence to create marketing you love. Hey, I wanted to talk to you today about The tipping point. And when I reflect on my journey in business, I reached the tipping point in about year two of business. The tipping point is really interesting. It's the point where your hours available can no longer exceed. So, whether that's just human available time or the hours that you decided you wanted to work in your business, you you no longer have any more to give but the the flow of work is available to come in. And it's a really interesting time. Often, you know, we've left a corporate job to start a business or or maybe we always wanted to start a business, but we get to a certain income level and we think this feels good. This This is the money I want to be earning. I'm really happy. You know, I've got the sorts of clients I want to be working with. I'm charging what I'm worth. I'm making good money but my time is running out. And we see a lot of marketing and a lot of talk around, you know, not trading time for dollars. And when we trade time for dollars, we eventually max ourselves out and create an earning ceiling because there's simply no more time that can be bought But it it is a really interesting tipping point and I wanted to talk to you today about my journey uh, through that tipping point and also to give you some ideas if you're at the tipping point about what your options are and, and how to know what to do next. So, I started my business in 2010 and I was on maternity leave. So, obviously, um, you know, that's a big change in in what you're willing to do, what you want to do, what your priorities are and I, you know, I was a couple of months into maternity leave and I started helping a, a, a woman who had bought a whole lot of baby clothing Produced a baby clothing brand essentially and didn't have a plan of how she was going to market it. So, this to me was mind-blowing to have stock on hand um, and have made that financial investment and and not have a a sales and marketing strategy. And and I'd come from product development. So, I understood what it took to get product delivered, you know, financially, time, stress, planning, production, all of it. Um, And, you know, I I was really keen to, to help her market this business. So, I did things like called stockists. I worked on consignment arrangements for her all across Australia. I fixed her website. I did her social media. And it really was my first foray into helping a small business owner with their marketing. And I loved it. And, and from working with that brand, I then started working with other, you know, women predominantly in businesses and helping them to market their businesses. And, you know, my business grew pretty quickly. I was also teaching, um, teaching something I've always been super passionate about. So I was teaching marketing and business admin for a private business college. So between my teaching and, and my client work, about... 18 months in, I had replaced my corporate salary. And that was a massive milestone. And it was so exciting, you know, to, to think that I could have a completely different life, you know, be at home with my baby and, you know, have the flexibility, be my own boss, and still earn the money that, you know, that I'd spent sort of oh, 10, 12 years of my corporate career building towards. Felt like a huge achievement. Um in 2012, I then had another child and at that point, I actually decided to finish up teaching because the business had grown so much and funnily enough, the business college I taught for asked to become a client and this was this was huge. It was my first, you know, big business client that, you know, they had three campuses in Sydney, um, you know. Uh, close to a thousand students per year would go through their business college. So the opportunity to work on their, you know, their TV ads, their radio campaigns, their digital marketing, website, print, all the facets of marketing was just so attractive. So I hung up my teaching hat and, you know, took on this client, um, the Australian Careers Business College, who I still do work for today, 10 years later, and um and 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 really was was all in then on my business had now been drawing all my income from the business and and not from teaching as well so sort of you know let go of uh, teaching as a side hustle and went all in and it wasn't long after i'd say probably towards the second year of business and and now without teaching that my time was maxing out so i felt that you know there was new clients that could come on board, and new work that could be done. But, you know, my time was exhausted. I, at this point, had two children under the age of two, um, one who was in, you know, daycare maybe one or two days a week and the other that wasn't. Um, so so the, my daughter was home with me full-time essentially and, you know, the, the time was maxing out and, and I hit the tipping point. And, you know, looking back now, I I think I just naturally moved into expanding my team. I didn't, I guess, really critically analyse it. And, and again, you know, 10 years back from today is quite a different landscape in, in terms of what you would decide to do at that point. Um, and I'm a different person now. You know, I've done a lot of work on my mindset and, and my value and my worth and possibly could have built a different model 12 years ago. Um, but for me, at that tipping point, I was sort of tossing up between do I get a team and keep growing this business? Or do I go back to corporate? Do I close this business down and go back to a corporate career where I could probably, you know, increase my salary year on year without necessarily increasing the the hours over that 40 hours a week um, that, you know, that you do or 40 plus. I, I do love the adage that I left a full-time job, uh, you know, for the flexibility of running my own business and now I happily work 80 hours a week for myself. <laughs> So, you know, quite quite funny to reflect on now. But the the tipping point for me, I guess, one thing that I realised for myself was that I didn't miss the corporate way of life. I didn't miss the the tiers of management. I didn't miss the politics. I missed my teams, and I loved my teams. I'd been in beauty and fashion for about five years, and every company that I worked at your team they were your friends they were you know part of the reason you wanted to go to work every day they were the reasons you stayed back on a Friday night and went out that team was your family and what I realized within my own business is that I missed that human contact I mean, it was obviously exasperated by the fact I was a, you know, full-time mum as well at home with with babies. So I wasn't getting a lot of human adult contact during the day. Um, but, you know, the realisation that growing my team for me at my tipping point was going to be the way to continue to expand my business and grow my profit, um, you know, w- without being exhausted. So, I spoke to a friend and was so fortunate that he knew somebody that used to work for him that was kind of having a gap year from their corporate world and and maybe possibly open to some part-time work. And recently, you know, somebody said to me, wow, you just went and started a team, you know, you, what, what were you thinking? What was that process? And for me, it was really organic. It was about the right person and, you know, my whole business journey has been about working with people that are as passionate about helping small businesses as I am and, and want to treat the businesses they work in as if they're their own. Um, And that's an ideal of of our agency. And, and I guess it comes from my own ideal. Every business that I work with and have worked on I put my heart and soul into it. I genuinely want it to succeed as though it were my own business. And, you know, I will continually tweak things until it does succeed because its success is so personal to me. So expanding the team for me um, was, was quite easy because I found someone straight out the bat that was as passionate about helping businesses and as passionate and um, having a real sense of accountability about it. So, you know, I fortunately had that first team member come in. And then from there, every time our work started to expand to a point where we felt a bit uncomfortable, I would then then tip into another team member. And that's really how, you know, I've come to be an agency of at the moment six people. We, you know, we then built to a point where we were doing web development and social and and you know one person was doing that and and I was doing it and then when that person moved on I split that role into one web developer and one digital marketer and then you know as time went on we invested in two digital marketers and two web developers and you know I, it really I've I've been of the strategy of you know heading towards capacity and then increasing capacity with another person. I'm personally quite risk-averse, so I haven't gone down the, the path of sort of building out a team of five all of a sudden and chasing down the work, although that can be a fantastic story and, and a fantastic strategy for business owners that, are you know, have a greater risk appetite or have a real, um, you know, clear sales strategy as well as marketing strategy. So, one way that you can go is by building your team. Another way you can, I guess, um, lean into the tipping point is what I would call hold and flourish. So, when you hold and flourish, you really own a, a tight number of clients that you're willing to work with and you do not accept clients that aren't your ideal client you charge your value and and for your expertise and you hold that price. So you, you have a small um, suite of clients that pay you really well, respect your expertise and respect your boundaries, and you market to just keep the bucket topped up. Another great analogy um, a client gave me years ago is about the leaky bucket. So even when you are doing really well in business, there's often someone dripping out the bottom of the bucket. So, you know, every now and then you may lose a customer. So you want to just be topping up that bucket, adding to the top, so that as leaks come out the bottom, you always stay at a similar level. So if you hold on to a hold and flourish strategy, you certainly don't want to go quiet in the market. You don't want to stop being active on your socials or stop having a really engaging newsletter. You want to kind of have clients on the bench, people that are dying to work with you so that when you say, I have a spot open, there's people there ready to jump. And then the third strategy that I I think works really well now is creating a program. So, you know, going from a one-to-one execution of your solution to a one-to-many. So, there's Fantastic resources and some fantastic programs around how to make a program, an online course out of, you know, your your expertise, how to unlock your expertise and share it in a one-to-many platform. I think that it's a wonderful way if um, if you don't want to grow a team and you want to expand more than just you, one person can manage. So, you know, it's a great way to own your expertise. It's a great way to really stand out in the market as well. So when it comes to knowing which area or, or, or which road you should take when you hit this crossroads of the tipping point, for me it comes down to a few different things. So firstly, I think you need to think of your personal goals. Do you want to be a business owner that has a team, that has, that can step into a leadership role, uh, you know, that that is okay with one day doing less of the doing and more of the vision and the guiding and the management? Or Do you really enjoy working on your own, like setting, you know, your own tempo, working with who you want and and find that quite rewarding? Or perhaps you don't want to work full time. You want to be able to to have your business around, you know, family or travel or both. And, you know, a hold and flourish is going to work better for you. Or, you know, are you somebody who wants to really become an expert and, and, and be seen in a community around you and, and creating a program, working in a one-to-many can be that satisfying way of staying quite light in terms of not the complexity of a team, um, but, but being able to still service more than you could on your own. So, really thinking about your personal goals and, you know, which is more aligned with who you are and what you want. And then the second is really sort of researching and and, and networking. So, depending which way you feel is the best for you to go when you hit that tipping point, really then... Actively engaging in the right communities online and offline where you can role model, where you can role model somebody that went from a, you know, a freelancer to having a a successful team based business or somebody that's a really successful freelancer that's booked out for months with a high demand or somebody that's running a program and has a super engaged community. So networking with those people can help you to identify which really resonates with you and where you're going to draw the most satisfaction. And the third area I feel is really valuable is to get some mentoring and coaching. I in the last few years have invested significantly in leadership coaching and then mentoring and and coaching in terms of a personal brand and I can't tell you the 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 difference that this has made to to me my mindset my business my strategy my plans it can be so isolating being the the only person in your business. And when you hit this tipping point, you generally are. You know, you might be working with someone virtually or you might have a little bit of help here and there, but you you generally are on your own. And working with a a coach uh, can really help you to identify your strengths and your weaknesses Help you decide what you really value. Help you create a vision of where you want to be in you know one, three, five years time. And then through that, really identify what what next evolution your business is going to take and and what that looks like for you. and you know and then and then holding your hand and, and walking beside you as you make decision after decision to bring yourself in line with that vision and that goal for yourself. So my tipping point story is naturally different to so many other people's. And I would love to hear more about your own. I'd love to hear if you're at the tipping point or you see it coming closer and and the sorts of things you're thinking of doing and the conversations you're having around it. If you have been at the tipping point and gone on down down a pathway, I'd love to hear about that and what that looks like for you. And I hope you found this helpful. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode. If you don't want to miss one, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app. And if you love it, be sure to share it with friends and colleagues who you think could benefit from increasing their digital marketing confidence. Want more? Head to MarianneAmy's.com to find out how you can work with me directly, to reach out to have me speak at your event or to grab yourself some free resources.